1: 1-2-RB-1-A Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Fake Teams. I am your humble host, Pete Rogers, joined, as always, by just Clark Barnes, and for the second week in a row, Jordan Smith. Guys, how are you?
0: Salutations.
1: Salutations.
0: Doing great, Pete. I swear I'm doing great.
1: <laughs> Do not try to judge uh, Clark's true feelings off of the tone of his voice. He is doing great.
0: All this hot quarterback action. I can't hey, wait to get into it.
1: That there is nothing I want to get into more than hot quarterbacks. There are there are a few things. Um welcome everyone. I, I I'm 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 amazed that we we I, there's a lot of hot quarterback action that happened, but really what's important is Super Bowl 52. Welcome to the Super Bowl 52 preview.
2: <laughs> It is about uh, that
1: time. It's about that time, and so uh, we got lots to talk about. Obviously, we'll be previewing the Super Bowl, and with it, in order to to truly celebrate the Super Bowl um anytime we'll anytime you know that's just that's just to celebrate anytime we mention the the big game that's happening this weekend um but before we get into that before we get into the preview we got uh yeah Alex Smith got traded i feel like this is like a perfectly a perfect personification of Alex Smith's career like his trade is big news for 12 hours and then everyone's like oh hey guess what
0: the super bowl is this weekend so we push uh, push Alex Smith to the side there i didn't think of that but wow that is, right. I was. I was just thinking. Like, actually, as far as one hundred and one quarterback picks go, we always talk about what a horrible career Alex Smith has had. Now, he's been a starter in the league for a long, long time. But you're right. This is the most Alex Smith thing ever. He gets traded, gets a huge contract from a team that they want him, and everybody's like Super Bowl. <laughs>
1: It's like quickly from a, a push past everyone's memory. Everyone's like, all right, cool. Like Alex Smith, you had your 12 hours where most of us, we were sleeping. Um, but now let's actually talk about what matters. So, uh, so that's just a perfect personification of Alex Smith. Um, so yeah, let's get right into the trade. Um, I feel like there's lots to cover. I've got a uh, hum. And I told Clark about this before we started the show. Uh, currently what's out in front of me, everyone, I'm going to shake it so you can hear it on the microphone. I printed my notes because I'm a goddamn professional. Um, so I've got, them I feel notes. like
0: that just means that uh, Pete found the printer. There's some cardboard <laughs> boxes behind him and I feel like he just found it. I <laughs> just, like, stumbled-
1: Hey, hey it's like, wait, wouldn't this be a good idea? Wouldn't, wouldn't it be cool if I printed out all of my notes? Um, so yeah, so Alex Smith, here are the facts about the Alex Smith trade. Cause we're, cause we're on board with that. Uh, you got traded to Washington for a third round pick and cornerback Kendall Fuller, though he may or may not have found out that he got traded with all of us on Twitter, Kendall Fuller, since uh, we (laughs) retweeted some of his tweets, but he, uh, he, I think he definitely did not realize that he got traded until uh, Adam Schefter was like, no, I'm sorry, Kendall Fuller. You were the one who got traded.
0: Um, He was checking to make sure that it wasn't chaps. Online, yep. you know, yep. Uncle Chas. He was like, Wait a minute, is this the real Adam Shafter? Am I getting trolled again? Let me check. Yeah. Let me
1: check that handle. Yeah, watch out. Hey, good that this is a good moment to quickly put in that plug. PSA, everyone. The off season is starting. Make sure you check those handles before you go freaking out and retweeting. You know, there's a lot of fake Chefners out there who would love to tell you that Des Bryant suddenly now is going to play for the Seattle Seahawks or or Tom Brady got released and and is now on the jet. RB1
0: podcast exclusive. Oh, did we, we already it eight weeks ago?
2: <laughs> called that to the Seahawks.
1: It's happening.
2: Um, you know what? If if Adam Schefter for the NFL, tells you you got traded, and if Adrian Wojnarowski tells you you got traded from the NBA, chances are you got traded. You so got traded. I wouldn't yep. second-guess it. You no, probably you, you,
1: that's <laughs> when you just accept your fate and you're like, all right, you know what? If Woj and Shafter told me I got traded, then, you know what? I got traded. Um, the GM won't you...
2: text me or anything, but, yep. but I, I hey, saw it on Twitter they from know. Woj <laughs>
0: And that's why you laugh and mock anytime someone says loyalty in sports. It's like no, no, no guys. There's, there's no such there's thing. There's no loyalty in, in sports.
1: Um. So full Kendall Fuller, if you want to come on to the podcast, we tweeted at you. Um. But if you want to come on, and talk about this uh, this fun time that you had on Twitter. You were very good about it. Excellent use of the Homer Simpson uh, moving <laughs> into the the fence gif. That was excellent. Well done. Um. We can talk about that.
0: So. What confuses me about this? And correct me if I'm wrong, but everyone lambasted the Bears for their trade of moving up one pick in the NFL draft to get someone that they were gonna get anyway in Trubisky. Mm-hmm. I feel like we could have had kind of an Osweiler-esque trade for Smith here. Like, who were the Red? Who, who are the team from Washington competing with? Who, who was yeah. gonna give up that much? Yeah. I don't think anyone was. Uh, and
1: not only did not only did Washington trade and give up assets for Alex Smith, it upon upon getting him, Dan Snyder in his infinite wisdom uh gave the 33 going on 34 year old quarterback uh, a 4 million 94 a four year 94 million 71 million dollar guaranteed contract.
0: I do get the extension. Like apparently they like him. So it is in fitting with that mindset of we like him we're going to go ahead and sign him so that we don't have to go through all these questions of is it a one-year deal you still draft a quarterback every year in the fourth or fifth round and hope one of those guys ends up taking over but i'm just looking at the salary cap numbers here because you guys are so professional but like no one that wanted alex smith probably could have traded for him i mean maybe the broncos but i think they have their sights set Mr. Cousins
1: I I think I think it was widely regarded that I think everyone knew it was the worst kept secret in football that Kirk Cousins was not going to be playing in Washington next year so everyone was like no one was actively making moves for Alex Smith because why would they Kirk Cousins is about to hit the open market Uh, do you want to hear some fun facts about Kirk Cousins and the aforementioned Alex Smith yes Kirk Kirk Cousins is 29 Alex Smith is 33 Uh, Kirk Cousins has had three 4,000 yard seasons Alex Smith has had one And Kirk Cousins in the last three seasons has thrown 81 touchdowns while Alex Smith has thrown 61 touchdowns. So the team from Washington, in its infinite wisdom, uh, traded assets, got rid of Kirk Cousins after not signing him to a long-term deal and and franchise tagging him two years in a row. Traded assets for Alex Smith, who I would go as far as to say is a worse quarterback than Kirk Cousins. I would rather have Kirk Cousins than Alex Smith. And then signed him to a four-year deal guaranteeing him $71 million.
2: Look, I, I like Alex Smith because I think he's a pretty serviceable quarterback, but I am 100% a Kirk Cousins truther. I, d- I think he's a top 10, 12 quarterback in the NFL, and the fact that they just gave Alex Smith this contract, this is money they could have given Kirk Cousins two seasons ago.
1: Right!
2: Um, I get that, yeah, they like to pay players that they really like, but you guys to remember when the, the Deadskins gave Albert a $100 million? That was oh, fun. <laughs>
1: that was fun. That worked out really well for them. Let's uh, let's also let's also just give a second and, uh, and marvel at the amount of money that Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo are about to make. If Alex Smith gets seventy one million guaranteed, Kirk Cousins is. I mean, Kirk Cousins is going to sign a hundred million dollar contract.
0: You have to think so. So, so two points here. Uh, Alex Smith. Uh, n- no offense to Kirk Cousins. You're an adult and likely don't even know who I am. Uh, Alex Smith, much better looking guy. Oh, fair. Got that. That's true. And number two, throwing this back to you guys: Do we see Kirk Cousins get the first fully guaranteed quarterback contract? And if not, he does set a new record for highest paid QB, right?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. And the well, so that's a good. That's a really good question because I could see Kirk Cousins being someone who who more or less demands that. And the question is, is whether or not whether or not teams are are going to be so quarterback needy that they're willing to offer him that or willing to give him a fully guaranteed contract. Um, but I definitely think he sets the record. And the question is, is who's, who sets the, uh, who sets the contract first? Who sets the record first? If I was Jimmy's agent, I would wait for Kirk Cousins to get signed. Yes, And then, and then I'm going to San Francisco and I'm saying, all right, you guys want Jimmy G. Kirk Cousins just signed a hundred million dollar contract. We want
2: 110. That would give Jimmy G the like, just all the leverage in the world. Like, yeah. hey, you traded for me. Look at what this guy got. Let's reset the market with Kirk Cousins, then have it reset again with Jimmy Garoppolo, and then Aaron Rodgers is just going to come in and demand <laughs> 200 million guaranteed when his contract extension <laughs> comes up, soon. That's it's that's just the way it's going to happen. It's just, it's just going to happen that way. Dominoes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think if things get really out of control with Cousins, the Niners can still can still tag garoppolo this year and mm-hmm. it wouldn't be too bad for them or for jimmy garoppolo mind you a guy who's only played a few That's games true. and has looked yeah, good yeah.
2: Uh, it'll be the most money he's earned so
0: yeah and it'll There's be it, it won't be a russell wilson situation where he's deciding to either make another five hundred and fifty thousand dollars or get severely underpaid right. at like seventeen five. but i am i just want to get on my soapbox here i'm i want someone and it won't be a rant I want, I want someone in the NFL to get a fully guaranteed contract because it's going to take one person taking a little less. And I think it will just help all of the players who cannot collectively bargain because their careers are so short and they're so short-sighted. They just don't have the cohesion and they don't have the will to do it. So I think it's going to take one of these, I mean, I, I'm, feel odd saying this one of these blue chip quarterbacks to say you know what if you give me 23 a year guaranteed for five i'll do that instead of taking 27 that i'll like think- realize anyway
1: i know Le'Veon bell has gone on record saying he wants to be paid both as a as a running back and as a wide receiver and he wants to make a shit ton of money but do you well, think- yeah i i do too do- <laughs> everyone does but do you think – he he seems like, to me, someone who's very much – who's always advocated for guaranteed money. He's someone who – that's what he's been sitting out for contracts for is all about the guarantee, not about um, the, the size of the contract without that. And he is someone who's so uh, – obviously so talented and so much a part of that Steelers offense that if he left, the Steelers would have just this huge void to, to fill in their offense – if you like you're shaking your head. Do you think it's only a quarterback that's going to be able to start the, the fully guaranteed contract movement?
2: I have one player and I, I think Robert Mays wrote about this earlier in the season who can just completely flip the market on its head. That's Aaron Donald. Yeah. He can demand a lot of money. And because he's a, a defensive player, he's not a pass rusher on the edge. He's an interior disruptor enforcer who destroys offensive lines, but he's necessary. Like somebody can give, will give him enough money to be there. And it is up to him to just, you know, stand pat and not settle for anything less than what he's worth, which is a huge guarantee. Which is a lot of money. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I wouldn't bet it's going to exclusively be a quarterback because you make a good point. There are other positions of need like that. It's just going to take someone taking 75% of what they could get. And that's tough. And, no offense to Le'Veon Bell's talent or his stance on these things, but running backs don't have that kind of authority. Like no, there's not going to be a bunch of people banging down the door to give him $10 million a year. And Whereas so he's not going to be able to take four guaranteed. Right. He can't do that. You have to take that shot. Yeah. If it's 10 or four, you take the 10, not guaranteed. You and
1: every single team in the NFL could, could use Aaron Donald. Like, even if you have yeah. a, a all-star defensive tackle, you can still use Aaron Donald. Like there, I mean, the Texans who have Jadavian Clowney and, and JJ Watt could still use Aaron Donald, like that any team fair. that that would be <laughs> terrifying. That would be completely unfair, but any mm-hmm. team can use Aaron Donald. And so I, I think, I think he's a great player to kind of, to think of as setting the market for that guarantee, all guaranteed contract, because he's such a unique talent and at a position where every single, all 32 teams can use him. So there's, he's always going to have a demand no matter what, no matter what happens with him and, and, uh, los angeles i guess um quickly since we've kind gotten mildly off track but still led itself to a fabulous discussion um let's since we are a fantasy football podcast let's quickly touch on the fantasy impact and, and fallout from this trade um so we got smith in washington it's pat mahomes time we haven't even mentioned him yet pat mahomes time and, and uh kc kirk is out in the cold uh I personally, and and we'll just kind of quickly bang bang because then we got, you know, obviously Super Bowl 52.
0: I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Especially when we're talking about Alex Smith. I mean, let's be honest here. Um, uh, I wrote about this on faketeams.com. I don't really think that Alex Smith going to Washington changes the fantasy stock of anyone. I think you're replacing Kirk Cousins with another serviceable quarterback and Alex Smith. So I don't think any of the receivers in Washington suddenly get a boost. I don't think they suddenly take a step back. Do we have general consensus on that?
0: Yeah, I, I think they've got about the same potential. I think everyone in Kansas City takes a step back, not because I don't think Pat Mahomes is good, but just because he will be a first year starter and expectations are going to be super high, and I so don't high. think, because everybody's going be like, but it's Alex Smith, and he's a garbage bag. It's like, no, I think the <laughs> Chiefs are going to have a bad yes. year while Mahomes kind of takes his lumps. Uh, so it hurts Kansas City more than it hurts Washington, certainly. I, or not certainly, that's what I think.
1: No, I, I definitely agree with that.
2: Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna take it in a different direction instead of focusing on the QBs. I want to kind of focus on Kendall Fuller, uh, because looking at his stats... Last year for Washington, he only started six games, but he played in all 16. And he had four picks and 10 passes defensed. So he is a pretty decent player. And, I mean, the Chiefs had to bring in Darrell Revis last year. I, I'm not even Wait. sure. Wait, what? No, I was going to say, yeah,
1: that's the Darrell Revis, whose biggest play of his entire career with Kansas City was batting the ball back into the hands of Mariota to score a touchdown.
2: Yeah, Thank I, you I, for that, by the way. Hey, well done, Darrell. Good job. And I really think they are looking for somebody else still to kind of pair across from Marcus Peters. And Kendall Fuller's only got two seasons in the league. He's still a young addition that the Chiefs will be able to utilize. And I think they've had a lot of secondary issues with Eric Berry going down uh, for the season. That really kind of turned everything on its head for that defense. So uh, from that fantasy perspective, they could be – looking a lot better next year.
1: I certainly agree with that. I think Kendall Fuller is a really good player.
0: Yeah, the Chiefs defense has been exciting. If they can stay healthy and Mm -hmm. get that good second corner, yeah, their secondary was already pretty good before they started grasping at straws. (laughs)
1: Literally. And, And the biggest thing that they've always been able to do, and this comes from having Marcus Peters, and uh eric berry back there is they've been extremely good at taking the ball away and you talked about how kendall fuller has four interceptions despite not playing not starting every game and 10 passes defended so you're another you're now adding another perceivably uh cornerback who's able to play the ball pretty well so that's a, a nice addition especially since those translate uh to fantasy points so you know hey a uh, little uh, still still giving you a little fancy talk. And we're not only just talking about offense, talking about a little bit of defense. So well done us. Uh, finally, and we've touched on this. I know Jordan talked about this last week on last week's podcast when we were uh, saying what was next for the Vikings. Quickly give each of you give me your ideal landing spot for Kirk Cousins. Uh, Jordan, let's start with start with you.
2: Um, so, yeah, I did talk about the the Vikings being a pretty optimum and scary place for kirk cousins to land uh cleveland has the most money to throw around so that i mean if if kirk cousins is a money guy i know he just had a kid so that might be a little bit of a factor (laughs) but i i think he might want to consider denver as well uh he can come hang out with me here in the mile high city uh but with the high altitude the balls start to sail um the defense is still pretty solid. I know we, I think we touched a little bit on it last week about how, with that Super Bowl defense, pieces started to get plucked away, um, but Denver does have a pretty good foundation in place yet with the the stars that they do have. Uh, I do think Minnesota though is the best option in the long run. It just depends on how much they truly believe in Teddy Bridgewater.
0: Yeah, I, if I'm Kirk Cousins and I want to win I definitely agree with you that the Vikings is the best team that may have a vacancy I don't want to bury Case Keenum just yet but I think they're in the market for a quarterback or at least I don't want to speak at for the group but I, I think we think that yeah. they're in the market for a quarterback especially a guy like Kirk Cousins it's not like the Brock Osweiler fiasco where people are kind of bitcoining up his value and then everyone realizes Ooh, like maybe we're getting a top, little too excited top
1: culture here. topical uh, reference yeah, from
2: Clark. Gonna <laughs> That's not
0: right.
1: something you not something you hear every day
0: on the podcast but Clark just slipping that yeah. in casually uh, well again pete i wouldn't have it any other way um <laughs> i i i have a couple of friends that are bills fans and i know that the bills hmm. hate highrod taylor and the bills also have a lot of room under the cap here So I think Denver is interesting, but just to be different, I would like to see Cousins in a Bills uniform.
1: Yeah, I'm not against that. Uh, Especially, I mean, you've got Kelvin Benjamin there. You have LaShawn McCoy still there. You've got Zay Jones, and you're hoping he's able to kind of right the wrongs from his rookie year. Um, Yeah, uh, that could be an interesting spot. My only worry with there is is that you have to be a certain type of quarterback in order to deal with uh, a Buffalo winter, and so it's just – getting used to getting comfortable with that but i could definitely see that
0: um it's cold and crappy for everybody it's not it's like it's true. only bad for the home team I mean, it's
1: true it's true uh
0: my one i think i agree
1: with jordan i think the vikings just makes too much sense especially since all three of their quarterbacks are free agents and so they're going to ha- like they can't not be addressing the quarterback position um but i could see them going with teddy b they've been talking a lot about that i i I know, I know this team has gone on record saying that they believe in their quarterback, uh, but this is my last push at at break at defeating Clark's thought that the Jaguars are not returning to the playoffs next year. Clearly, despite whatever the Jaguars are saying, Blake Bortles is not their answer. If, Blake Bortles, if they truly believed in Blake Bortles, they would have let him loose against the Patriots as opposed to as soon as they got the lead, been like, hey, we're just going to hand it off to uh, Leonard Fournette out of the shotgun 300 times. So... Kirk cousins in Jacksonville makes plenty of sense to me. And I would love to see that. I would love to see Jacksonville have a, a quarterback that they can trust. Um, and at least someone who is better than Blake Bortles and they have more faith in, than uh, than Blake Bortles. Um, so there's my pick, but I think, I think the Broncos, if I were, if I were in the desert out, uh, and I was one of those fans of the Oakland Raiders who will become the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, the Broncos, I think the Broncos would be my would be my pick for most likely. I think John Elway likes to think of himself as a quarterback uh, uh, recruiter and is going to try to whip his balls out onto the table and be like, "Hey, Kurt, remember Peyton Manning? Got him a Super Bowl."
0: I like the Jaguars' pick. I. Don't want to get married to the salary cap numbers here because I know that they can change so much. It looks like they have 16 million. Now, Jordan, a couple of podcasts ago, You mentioned if they make any kind of big moves, they're going to have to not sign Allen Robinson. And I yeah. just don't think that you can do that. I think you can get a discounted deal on Allen Robinson for a couple of years because of his injury. And I think Allen Robinson is amazingly talented quarterback. I think the Jags, don't have enough to get it done. And they end up taking one of the second tier guys like, like Eli or like someone else who becomes available. Like if my boy Ty- cousins Ty- goes to the bills, Tyron down yeah. to Jacksonville. Cause I agree with you that portals uh, isn't the answer, but I don't know what the Jaguars can do to get away from him.
2: No, that's fair. What about speaking of uh, desert that you just mentioned, Pete, what about Arizona? Arizona's got some cap space and a top 10 defense by DVOA. Yeah, I, I love that. I think they would need to make – they would move some
1: things around in order to fit him under the books, but that makes a, also a ton of sense since you have no succession there to to Carson Palmer. There's no one who you're even replacing because I believe their quarterback would be what uh, – I can't even think of a name. Is it Stanton?
0: Blaine Gabbert? Oh, no. Blaine Gabbert. Blaine yeah,
1: which, which? – I mean, good God. Come on.
0: Um, I think I'm just still so sad that Bruce Arians left that uh, I'm just – I'm just, yeah, taking just kind of you're just
1: taking a break, of, start taking start a break from them. you're like, you know what? We're just not gonna not gonna even think about Arizona until the season starts. Uh, excellent. So there you go. There's uh, some Alex Smith talk. Uh, let's move on to Super Bowl 52 preview
0: uh,
1: But before we do that, Clark. Do you like fantasy baseball? No. Jordan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you like fantasy baseball? Um, yes. Excellent. Well, even though I don't like fantasy baseball though. I have been tuning into our sister fantasy baseball podcast.
1: Of I have a whole goddamn script here to read and you are stepping all over my toes. You ugh. Sometime. I felt obliged to recover. Nope, whatever, whatever. Nope, I, I just don't even want to read it right now. Don't even want to read it. I don't even
0: know what to... All right, fine. Don't I'll make progress. them suffer because of me. What about <laughs> fantasy baseball?
1: Oh, do you, do you suddenly care about fantasy <laughs> well, I love
0: fantasy baseball, Pete.
1: <laughs> if you do like fantasy baseball, we have a new podcast on fake teams called The Double Switch, hosted by our fellow writers, Pete Katz and Haji Blackburn, uh, actually both of whom who've been on this podcast. Um... You can find it on SoundCloud or iTunes, so make sure you tune in on a Monday morning, says I believe that's when they're releasing the podcast. Uh, there are three episodes in; it's great stuff. Like Clark said, Clark's been tuning in. Um, They—if you are someone like me who has no knowledge of fantasy baseball—they're—it's a great kind of first stepping stone into that whole world. Um, highly recommend it. Uh, so make sure you go subscribe. Follow them on Twitter. I think they're at double switch pod uh, and, uh, and start tuning into them because they're, they're awesome. And we want to support our, our brother podcast.
0: Yeah. Uh, just from working these with these guys in football, they are fun and they are very into it. So uh, give them a listen. And if you don't like them, still give them five stars and just subscribe.
1: Yeah. They know their stuff. Um, and that, my friends, is called a plug for those in the biz, and I did it perfectly. So, no matter how much Clark tries to ruin things, I still come out on top. Beautiful
2: reading off that printed out script. Oh,
1: <laughs> that's why I printed out on paper so I look like a pro. Ah, uh, all right, you guys. No more beating around the bush. Let's get into the bush. It's the Super Bowl Fifty
0: Two preview. Dun, 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 dun. Most importantly, oh. favorite dish that you plan on serving at your Super Bowl party, Jordan, go.
2: Ooh, I think my go-to is buffalo chicken dip mm-hmm. because I Very cannot weird. mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> because you cannot ruin it.
0: Simple, but everyone's going to like it, and you know it's going to be one of the first things that's that's gone. Yeah, Very exactly. fine choice. Pete, what do you have? Baked beans up there? Is that what you guys
1: do? Baked That's one of the many things that we make up here. We are going to make some pulled pork. Um, that's that's one of my go-to's. Because again, it's difficult to kind of mess it. You throw it all in a, in a in a in a crock pot and you just kind of let the thing go. Um, so yeah, that's what we're making. We normally make chili, but our 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 Super Bowl uh party did not really was not excited at the notion of chili. So screw them. We're making uh pulled pork.
0: I love it. I am sticking with the porcine delicacies. We'll be making ribs with the wonderful sweet baby rays barbecue sauce. Mm, yummy. At least two racks, I'm thinking. Maybe three. I don't know.
1: Oh, you should probably do three. I mean, why? We got like
0: five people coming over, so probably three. Probably three. It's probably, <laughs> probably a rack
1: per person, right? I feel like that's a very reasonable yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a Super Bowl. You got tons of time to, to eat that. You got like five hours. Um excellent. Well. Let's uh, let's start with the basics of this game. Uh, it's two teams that are involved. Uh, the New England Patriots from New England and the Eagles from the Philadelphia State. Uh, one team has Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, who are widely regarded to be the best head coach and uh, quarterback in NFL history. Uh, while the other has a very good te- defense and Napoleon Dynamite's twin brother, Nick. we each have one thing that each team can do to win, uh, and thus giving away the perfect game plan for free. So Doug, Doug Peterson, if you're listening, or Belichick, I guess, but Belichick, I don't think you listen to the podcast. Uh, If you're listening, feel free not yet but now we will since we're giving away how exactly uh, they will be able to win the big game um also as it's been customary throughout the playoffs, uh, we will of course have plenty of beer bets uh to make and um and uh, let's uh start with uh start with the old home team even though they'll be wearing white uh Jordan let's start with you what do the Patriots from New England uh, need to do to win this uh, mildly meaningful game?
2: Honestly, I think they have to just spread the ball around as much as possible. Get that ball out of Tom Brady's hands as well, as soon as possible, because Fletcher Cox is just going to be barreling down. And I like the Eagles little, uh, their rotation that they can pull up for pass rushers on the edge, whether that's switching in Chris Long or Derek Barnett or whoever else they have just wreaking havoc in the backfield. So I think Dion Lewis is going to be a big factor for the Patriots um, I think he needs at least twelve touches, maybe twelve carries, and then throw in a couple dumped off passes there. Um, Brandon Cooks can't be afraid to go across the middle, bro. You got to be able to be <laughs> gotcha. that guy for Tom Brady. I know Danny Amendola was that last week, but Brandon Cooks should definitely step up.
0: Yeah, I totally, I, like agree. I totally uh, agree the with that. Bills defense has been so rough uh we'll have more on that dion lewis talk Ooh. later when we get into Ooh. our beer bets um a tease uh oh, before i step all over everything pete do you have any reactions <laughs> I just want to <laughs> take the show away from the host. No, that's uh, fair. I
1: understand. I understand. As as much I can. This is yeah. now going to be the RB One podcast, brought to you by or hosted by Just Clark Barnes, and literally Just. Oh, no,
0: no, you do <laughs> such great mashups with the little gifts that I show people. Oh, it's wonderful, Pete.
1: Um. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, I think that makes tons of sense. Uh, I wrote an article for Fake Teams. Just gonna plug everything that I've written. Uh, this week talking about my favorite prop bets for the super bowl and fletcher cox i believe is that was really good i would have had this on my printed notes but i don't uh i think he's 40 to 1 to win super bowl mvp and just like you were saying jordan he I would would not be against throwing some money on that because if he is able to put together – I mean, remember, Grady Jarrett in last year's Super Bowl had three and a half sacks, four tackles, three three tackles for loss, was completely shutting down and disrupting the Patriots' offense. And I think if the Falcons had pulled off that win, I think there would have been serious consideration that he would have won – uh, Super Bowl MVP, and so I think I think Fletcher Cox is going to be that guy in the middle. That's how you beat Brady is you pressure him up the middle. Um, and I think if if anyone's going to get Brady off his spot, it's Fletcher Cox. And and he, I think is a dark horse if you are a betting person, a dark horse for Super Bowl
0: MVP. Man, forty to one. I love bets like that. Like I'll put twenty bucks on that. Right. I mean. Just see what if pays the does win It's not gonna be Nick Foles winning the no. MVP. God, right? No way Nick Foles is winning it. guy winning who gets two picks and a touchdown or Fletcher right. Cox. Like,
1: yeah. Just completely uh, terrorizing.
0: My my bet for this one for uh what the Patriots need to do to win this one is arrive to the game. <laughs>
1: I was, I was gonna write that down and I was like, oh, this is gonna be sound really cocky coming from a Patriots fan. So I'm glad I'm glad you Clark was the one who wrote down, being like, all they need to do is show up and not f it up.
0: I mean the Eagles have been extremely surprising and their team is very good. I just don't think that they're as good as the Patriots can be. And and you know what? I, I've been saying this about the Eagles ever since Carson Wentz got hurt. So Eagles fans, if you think I'm an idiot, I've proven time and time again that I am. It's but true. this is my take, and I'm, this, I approve this message.
2: Yeah. They just, they just have to not go to the Vikings' old stadium location. Yeah. Like, the mm-hmm. bus driver
0: actually works for the Eagles, and one of the most chilling... Shifting of events, like the Patriots have quote-unquote bad luck slash you know, cheating go wrong on them. What? Um, my, favorite, my favorite thing about the run-up to the Super Bowl so far has been a picture that I saw of the uh, United States Postal Service logo and then the Eagles logo uh, saying, neither one of these will deliver on Sunday. <laughs> That's my only takeaway from the run-up to the Super Bowl, is that was funny. So. That's really funny. Um,
1: uh, what the Patriots need to do for me is, Gronk it's all about Gronk uh football outsiders the Eagles have the fifth had the fifth best defense this year uh seventh best pass defense And our own Patty Cooper who has his own uh NFL rankings had the Eagles as the second best defense and we've talked about at length on podcasts previously I mean you saw it on full display against the Vikings in the NFC championship game the Eagles have a very good defense that's how they that's how they've made it this far um However, their one flaw is they cannot cover tight ends. Uh, Here's some performances. Because I got all of this printed out in front of me. I got so many goddamn facts. I don't even know what to do with them. Uh, Travis Kelsey, when, he played, when the Chiefs played the Eagles, Eight receptions, 103 yards, and a touchdown. Jordan Reed in the two games he played against the Eagles, 13 receptions, 100 yards, and two touchdowns. Evan Ingram in two games, 13 receptions, 132 yards. And Jimmy Graham, three receptions, 26 yards, and a touchdown. The Eagles uh, the QBR the Eagles allowed against tight ends is 28th in the NFL. Uh, And they could not be going up against a better tight end and one who is more stable. Focused and situated in the offense than Gronk. Uh, I know he's coming from a concussion, but like hell, he's not going to play. Uh, Just get Gronk going. Never, never stop. And I think you just ride Gronk until uh, until the Super Bowl is yours.
0: Yeah, we'll. We may have something a little more specific on Gronk also in our beer <laughs> oh, segment. Later.
1: God, there's so many teases here. Oh, if I was a listener, I don't know how I could listen to the rest of the podcast.
0: No, but I like it. I I think Gronk is going to have a big game. I think that he's going to play definitely. I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. He hasn't had a lot of chances to play in the Super Bowls. He's usually not usually. It seems like he's always hurt heard. He's, for the Super he's Bowl. always is that true. I mean, yeah, he didn't okay. play in last year's.
1: And uh, he played against the Seahawks and right in my mind,
0: didn't play last year, has never played. No,
1: I, I mean, yeah, he, he was he was completely out for the entire playoff run last year. So, no, he is not. He, this is I mean, again, this is like, oh, he's played in the Super Bowl. He hasn't
2: had a lot of chances to play. Um, to be fair, he was the MVP of the Super Bowl parade. So that's fair. That, that comes for something.
1: I mean, I was. Yeah, I was there. It was excellent.
2: Oh, uh, lucky. I want to. I want to add Pete to to your flex. uh, Fletcher Cox. My flex. You like Bowl. my flex. Your, flex, <laughs> your uh, Fletcher Cox Super Bowl um, MVP. I, I was looking up defensive MVPs in the past, and the most recent one was Von Miller. But I think the best example would be uh, Malcolm Smith because right. he plays inside. Uh, when he won. The Super Bowl MVP in 2014 with the Seattle Seahawks, he had a uh, pick six for 69 yards. Nice. Um, he also added six tackles and he had a fumble recovery. So his fingerprints were just basically all over the place on the stat sheets on defense. And that's the sort of game Fletcher Cox. We might need to get a, a big man rumbling, bumbling, stumbling touchdown out of him. Yeah. No.
1: I. I. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you are so inclined and you like Clark, I mean, if you're just like, Hey, 40 to one, I think it's 40 to one. It's pretty good odds. And I would just throw that down and be like, on the flip side, Trey flowers is 200 to one. Uh, and Trey flowers has had a extremely productive playoffs for the Patriots as a, as a pass rusher. And so, um, you know, he could uh, maybe get into the, uh, Eagles backfield. Um, excellent. So there you go. Bill Belichick. You've been listening, obviously. What you need to do is you need to, A, just show up. That's Clark's advice. Uh, B, get the ball out of Tom Brady's hands quickly. Uh, It's from Jordan. And for me, get that ball out of Tom Brady's hands quickly into the giant mitts of Gronk. Uh, On the flip side, Clark, what do the Eagles need to do in order to win uh, Super Bowl 52? Uh,
0: Despite my earlier take, I think the Eagles have to score 35, and I think they can I think if they are so relentless like they were against the Vikings that their defense is absolutely good enough to hold the Patriots to something like just 28 points after they figure it out. So if Nick Foles continues to play insane Nick Foles, we can't we don't believe that Nick Foles is this good, but he keeps showing us every week that he might be. Yeah. Yeah. Put up 35 and I don't think they're going to lose 35 38. So and.
1: Yeah, I, I'll build off of that because my point is is to stay aggressive on offense. Um, that's how exactly how they got past Minnesota, right? They let Nick Nick Foles rip it all over the field. They trusted him to make plays and the defense to you know ultimately win the game. Uh, meanwhile, in Jacksonville, we saw. <clears throat> When they played the Patriots, they got a lead thanks to the defense. And then they decided, all right, Blake Bortles can't do anything too risky because we don't want you to lose us the game. If you want to beat the Patriots, you need to be aggressive at all times. That's exactly how they won the Super Bowl last year was the Falcons got a lead. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh, let's be super conservative and not let the Patriots get back into this, which, of course, is just Bill Belichick playing mind games with the entire NFL. Because playing conservative is the mistake. That's the mistake you make. So, Doug, I'm speaking specifically to you, and I know you were on a first name basis, so this is cool. Doug, if you want to win this game, balls to the wall from the beginning to the end. You got to play all 60 minutes. You got to come in and you got to let Nick Foles just rip it all over the field. If he has three interceptions, so what? Like, it's amazing you got this far with Nick Foles as your quarterback. Like, let him just sling it. Trust your offense, trust what you've built, and you just run with it. Stay aggressive, never take your foot off the gas until the confetti comes down.
2: Agreed. Cool.
0: Yeah, and, and what we saw with Blake Bortles being successful was Blake Bortles, what seemed to me, getting a lot of run-pass options. Of yes. Faking it to Fournette, rolling and hitting that short cross because the Patriots just aren't – fast enough to cover that. And the Patriots adjusted to that eventually and took it away, but that's exactly what Nick Foles has been doing with when he was successful, both with chip Kelly back in the day and recently, those are the kind of routes he's winning on. And then the defense gets so caught up covering those short crossers. And Nick Foles is like, Oh, Hey, there's Torrey Smith flying down the field wide open. I'm going to hit him. So yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I hope it's not like last year where I'm outside, you know, fairly toasty and someone goes like, hey, the Patriots are turning this into a game. You hey, might want to come and watch this. It's uh, it's suddenly yeah. a tie game and we're going to overtime. Yeah, perhaps one of the best Super Bowls in history I saw da, the first and fourth quarters. Da, 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 da,
2: da.
0: <laughs> I only remember the first and
2: fourth quarter. I think people like this. When the Patriots last year, I think there were down uh 21 to 3 at the time the patriots were i that's when i doubled down on the patriots and i put more money on the patriots to come back and it was a glorious win that's a good man i tweeted out at halftime during that game i was
1: like this is where the patriots come back being like the total joke and then uh what do you know
2: called it so uh, i would have been too nervous about jinxing it
1: at that point, it was it was 24 to 3 at halftime. Tom Brady had thrown a pick six. I was like, Well, this is it. Just gotta
0: <laughs> steer into the end of the Patriots dynasty. We'll have to make sure to have a show uh dedicated to the science of jinxing in the offseason. Cause I am a believer. I'm I, I absolutely I have believe.
1: so many super oh good. We're gonna have a superstition podcast. This is oh man, I know everyone's excited to hear about our future plans because this is gonna be a great one.
2: Turns out we're all a little bit more than just a little stitious. We are superstitious.
1: Um uh, excellent. So, Doug hey, Peterson, I'm why the Jags lost. It's true. I said <laughs> they were going to win. This is there is proof. We have it on tape as to why the Jags lost it's because Clark called it.
2: Um can I just add to the the Eagles for what they have to do to win? Uh, Cuz I think a I think you guys did a great job covering what they need to do on the field. Nick Foles, again, he probably just has to wish that he has the, they, the Eagles as a whole have to wish he has the game of his life again, but I think they got to really lean on their veterans. Um, I'm, I'm calling LeGarrette Blount to have a good game. Uh, Chris Long, who has also been there before, you got to really lean on them. I think they have veterans who've, Either played in the game that they can really look to, or have just played in the NFL for a long time to, you know, keep the young players grounded a little bit more, like Malcolm Jenkins or something like that. Uh, but there's been some talk around football circles about how, you know, just the Super Bowl itself is a completely different game compared to like a regular playoff games. They have to be prepared for uh, halftime to go for so much longer than what they're actually used to that national anthem in the beginning is like 15 minutes. I know they're all jacked up and ready to go. The stadium's electric. They know that there's just hundreds of millions of people watching them, but they have to relax and they have to just do what they're supposed to do. Treat it like a business trip. Um, I know Tom Brady has an edge because he's done this like 12,000 times already. And he's played in the big game, big game. And he knows how to, warm up at the right times or when to get off the bench at the right times, uh, during commercial breaks, that sort of thing. But Eagles just keep calm, keep calm. Yeah, that
1: I think this is one of the few times in in sports where having been there is a huge advantage, right? Mm-hmm. Because like you said, it's just there's no other game, and not just because of the stakes, and not just because it's the you know the climax of the season, but like you're saying, the opening, you know the the national anthem is a whole performance. So you warm up, and then you're standing there for you know 20 more minutes than you were at a normal game. The halftime is an hour, or I think it's technically 30 minutes, but it feels like an hour all the time. Yeah. And so you now, have like, it's just extra time. you got to re-kind of ramp up. Um, crazy shit always happens. Like, when the 49ers and Ravens played and the power went out for 40 minutes. Um, Janet Jackson's boob came out last time. Justin <laughs> Timberlake was, was the halftime show. Who knows what's going to happen this year? Uh, and I think that's – I think what you're saying is the biggest thing. The Patriots, this is their – what, eighth Super Bowl? They've been here eight times. They know how to prepare. They know how to get ready. They know when to do what. And the Eagles, I don't think there's a single person on that team who was there back in, what, 03? When, was it 03 or 04? I think it was 03, 04, um, when the Patriots played the Eagles. But you mentioned Chris Long mm-hmm. Chris Long's been there He was just there with the Patriots LeGarrette Blunt was just there With the Patriots um, So I think you're re- totally right We're, It's going to be on those guys To be like Hey, we've been here Here's how you approach it Here's what you need to do To get your head right And ready to play
0: the point is well made Because there's we, we don't have A lot of championships That are one game We have the NCAA tournament right. And then we have the Super Bowl Everything else
2: You have to lose four times Things yeah, can go bad I'm, in a hurry <laughs> I was just yep. going to add to halftime. It is essentially an hour, and I think Tom Brady might have said this over the weekend, or maybe this was in a past Super Bowl uh, media week. But he said that the two halves of the Super Bowl are like two separate games. Yeah, and it's not like you go into the locker room on an NF- NFL games, and the coach is giving like a Tony D'Amato football is a game about inches speech from any given Sunday. They're going over nice. you know what they need to adjust um, each position group is talking to their own position coach uh so they're all kind of just doing their own thing but it makes you wonder if during the super bowl halftime if they all go through what they usually go through and then there might just be a lull like okay now we're just sitting here waiting ruminating in this locker room so good use of the word ruminating
0: well done (laughs) That's right. um, I think the Patriots yeah. have shown they are very good at making adjustments just because they have a very good coaching staff. There's a reason that everyone on that coaching staff is going <laughs> to be gone after this somewhere. Year. Year. Yeah. Yeah,
1: year. Good Lord. Yeah, no. Uh, and I think we've done a very good job at, uh, at really breaking down, breaking that down. So well done us. Um, so yeah, there you go, Doug Peterson. If you're just waiting till now to make your game plan, uh, stay aggressive. Stay aggressive and be true to yourself, thyself and uh, send Fletcher Cox loose and just let him completely demoralize the Patriots because that's the only way you're gonna win, let's be honest. uh finally, to wrap the sucker up, let's Clark has already made plenty of allusions to it so you know he is excited. Uh, let us make some beer bets for the big game. Uh, I believe last time we left off, I am up 10 to six. I think that is correct.
0: I'm gonna go with it, Pete. I did very little Boom. to prepare for this week's podcast.
1: Oh my God. That is exactly what I want to hear. <laughs> uh, you it's you could you played it off very well. If you hadn't mentioned it, the odd the crowd would have been like, My God, you know what? Clark Pete printed out his notes, but I bet you Clark had more notes.
0: You've committed uh, my honesty before.
1: Now I feel like I'm in. You're you're committed. That is your thing now. Uh, Jordan, you now officially get to be able to get onto the scoreboard, which only feels right since, let's be honest, you're a third member of this podcast. Uh, first off, I want to just get everyone's thoughts on, because this is one of my favorite prop bets of all time, uh, the length of the national anthem. Uh, how long – do
2: you think Pink's national anthem is going to go over two minutes? I wish I had um, stats for how long – National anthems have gone for specifically for women that sing the national anthem because I think they can carry a note a little bit longer. Mm. Um, I think Pink did tweet something about her being super jacked that she's singing the national anthem and the Eagles were playing during the game, so I have a feeling she might milk the hell out of that. I think she's going over too. That's that's legit, that's the way to use your resources. Well done. I'm first of I'm, all, I don't
0: care for this reverse sexism, Pavarotti could carry a tune in a bucket if he had to uh i these yeah these are
1: the one time reverse sexism has ever
0: been used as an right. argument yeah you know who has it really hard <laughs> yeah everybody we
1: can't hold a note as long yeah Damn it.
0: i don't know i let's just get that let's just get the song over with let's get yeah, to the game i think i think i think she i feel like i can
1: agree with your what your your premise is jordan i just feel like pink is a very efficient person that's how i feel like she's going to approach i think she's going to knock it out of the park but i think she's just going to be like boom boom national anthem done i want to watch the eagles because she's a philly fan right i assume that's why you brought up the eagles i think she's from philly
2: yeah yeah just i because i think she just tweeted something about it that she was excited so that's the the only reason
1: um So there you go. So I think, so it's not technically a beer bet. I was just curious, but let's start with beer bets. Uh, Clark, since you've made many allusions to it, uh, let's give us, give us your first beer bet or give us all your beer bets.
0: I've got a lot and I'll go quickly. So I've got foals over under 300 yards passing and I'm taking the over.
1: I am going to take the under. I actually was going to have foals doing a, uh, a, a 250. So
0: I'll take the under. Jordan, you get in on this. You got some pretty good beer out there in Colorado. I'd like to take
2: advantage. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, But I actually think that they're going over for Nick Foles for two reasons. One, I think Nick Foles has to sling it at least 300 yards to win. And two, if they're losing, he's going to be throwing the ball anyway. So I'm going to go with over. Okay.
1: Uh, I'll do my first one. Uh, Patriots will not score in the first quarter. And that I have scientific evidence for. They've never done that in the Super Bowl, and I don't think the trend will persist.
0: I think the trend will. Turn. No, they're no. Barnes
2: says no. They score. Barnes says no. They Touch, score. touchdown or field any goal it matter. They any score points? any
1: points. They have not scored a single point in all seven Super Bowls in the first quarter. And I think that I don't think Belichick likes doing that because it's showing his hand, and I think
2: he likes to see how the defenses will play out. Mind games, baby. I think I think they do put points on the board only because I think they should put points on the board in the first quarter um they're playing a really strong defense so I think okay. they want they should jump on top and of it going to be
1: two free beers for me
2: <laughs> Jordan. they're due Pete they're', due. they're due. That's true it's true uh Jordan what's your first beer bet I'm sorry. I didn't know I was participating in beer. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's right. I, I can carry this. I thought I, I, yeah, I was just, I mean, just I mean, this is Clark's favorite segment. of The whole podcast
1: It's the only thing he prepares for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mine are all relatively easy, but they're right. fun. They're fun. Uh, so I've got Rock'em. Brady over under 300 yards and I've got over for Brady as well.
1: Oh, I'm a hundred percent going over for Brady. Hmm. Hmm.
2: Jordan putting a lot of thought in this. This is interesting. Oh. If the Patriots are winning and leading throughout, then that means I think Tom Brady's going under because I think it means they're doing other things really well. Hmm. But again, yeah. if it's another situation where they're down, see, and I think they have I, to come back. Right, I think tough. Brady's going to be
1: under three hundred until like the beginning of the fourth quarter. Then he's just going to put together a hundred and fifty yard passing, two touchdown, no interception, fourth quarter. He can have an amazing game and
0: put up two
2: seventy. It's true. Like I mean,
0: that's what, what all Folesies
2: a- is going to have. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over because I think I, even though the Eagles' defense is really good, I think we're kind of due for a Super Bowl that's just a barn burner. Trade and blows, and if it's anybody that can score on an Eagles' defense that's it's good, it's Tom Brady and the Patriots. And sure. uh, I, I kind of want to see Nick Foles cut it loose too. So. Let's get them both over. Let's go for 700 yards between the two.
1: I like it. Sorry, I'm getting slow on my uh, my Super Bowl drop.
0: Yeah. In case anyone is wondering, that odd <ullie> noise that you keep hearing, it took all show for me to realize that's Pete doing that on purpose. It is.
1: So. It's to celebrate the Super Bowl.
0: <cipher Sega> Any
1: time, <FBE> anytime we mention, anytime we mention the Super Bowl, you gotta celebrate.
2: And good, Jordan. Did you you pull that ref? Well done, Jordan. That's one of the greatest moments in sports movie history.
1: <laughs> it is. It's an excellent film. Oh my God. I'm so glad I was able to isolate it. Uh, I had to like scour the YouTube pre- the YouTube world to find the clip of Bill Murray coming in to uh, save the Looney Tunes against the against the space aliens or the monstars in Space Jam. For those who don't know what the hell we're talking about, go see it. Uh, <laughs> my next beer bet. Uh I I I was going to have some sort of Eagles bet, but I didn't have anything written down right now. I'm going to go with the fact that, you know what? Screw it. Nelson Aguilar is going to lead the Eagles in receiving yards.
0: Come at me. I like it. I'll disagree. I think that's a fun one. We'll see. He could. I like the bet. It's one of those, the Eagles receiving core this year has shown that anyone is capable of having a great game. So I think that's a fun, that's a fun pod bet. Let's do it. Thanks, bro. I take the other side.
1: Yeah, I just think, I think that, I think he's going to, I think it's all going to be kind of even, even, even. And then Nick Foles is going to rip one and it's just going to land in Aguilar's, because he always seems to be the guy who defenses forget about, or like he gets behind the defense and suddenly you're like, oh shit, Nelson Aguilar is like 30 yards downfield with no one near him.
2: That's my feeling. Uh yeah, I can go with that too. I think we might get a little Stefan Gilmore, Alshon Jeffrey battle. So I yeah, think that might free up right. Al- Aguilar pretty well.
1: And I, think, and I think you're going to have Butler on uh, um, on Tory Smith, which is going to leave Aguilar on, on the third one. Uh, Clark, keep keep listening, baby.
0: We've got Brady over under 0. 0.5 interceptions. I've Ooh. got the over. I you're think the- he throws a pick tonight. I think he's, I think the
1: Eagles oh, are going to get 0. pressure. 5. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 0. 0.5. I thought yeah. you said 1.5.
2: Yeah, I'll take the over on that too. Yeah, that, I I hate to be continually agreeing. We're all, we're all agreeing. I think uh, it's right, over too. So. Two beers for you, baby. No, I just, I just think a lot the of, ones. It means I haven't picked a
0: very good bet if everyone agrees. It's not you. It's me. There
2: well, is. it's like the Case Keenum pick last week where it kind of wasn't his fault because he got hit. And then Patrick Peterson was just there and he was Brady able to. Brady
1: also. Brady. It. I also just feel like Brady and I really should have the stats to back this up. I think Brady throws an interception every Super Bowl.
2: Like I just think he needs to get it out of the
1: system early. It's always around the second quarter. It always happens. And so then everyone's like, oh, God, is it happening? And then fourth quarter Brady comes in and, and the Super Bowl is theirs. Da, 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 um, da, 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 da! All right. Talking about halftime, there will be, I am writing this in stone, there will be an in sync reunion. That's what's happening. That is happening at halftime. They are all going to come on stage and they are going to play bye, bye, bye. And only my generation will care.
0: I'm going to say no just to make this
2: interesting. Good. In Good sync over backstreet boys.
1: Oh, 100%.
2: Is that even a question? For some people, I think I a little know. bit, but I'm I'm 100% in sync.
1: Yeah. No. You got it. I mean, I just rewatched their some of their music videos and m- no music videos. The, there's been no kind of like time period of music videos that I appreciate more than the 90s. It was or the early two, 90s early 2000s. It's like the bad CGI the frosted tips—it's just a good look for everyone. Everyone really thrived at that time in, in the world. Quark, uh, you got more? I've got
0: Lagaret <laughs> Blunt in a revenge game. Gets Ooh. over one and a half touchdowns.
1: Over one and a half TDs.
2: I'm going to take the under. I think he gets one. I think over. I I said before I, I'm going for Garrett Blunt big game, um, and. Just give the rock to the big man. He weighs—he's six feet, two hundred fifty he pounds. He's literally a linebacker. It's insane. Yes. <laughs> James Harrison is six feet two forty-two, and we all know how big of a freak he is. So, God.
1: and all—and all of two hundred forty-two pounds of him are in his biceps, they, right? Pretty much, right? <laughs> uh, Clark, if you have more, just list
0: them all off because my last—my last, my last one is ones.
1: my last one's a, a doozy. No okay, man, okay man, I got I two quick ones.
0: Uh, Gronk, over 100 yards receiving. I'm oh, taking
1: 100%. The taking the over.
0: Under. All right, <laughs> good. And then I've got Deion Lewis, 100
2: all-purpose yards. Uh, I'm going to take the under. I think it's James White. I'm going to go over. I think they went away from Deion Lewis a little bit in the playoffs, but I feel like that might have been a little bit on purpose so they could the, re, re-unleash him again. This is true, because I do trapped. forget... Now that we've trapped Pete,
0: I said all purpose yards, and Dion Lewis has been returning kicks. Shit. That's what's going to get us to over 100.
1: Shit. <laughs> you're yeah. right. Oh, I just oh, I just took it to be rushing and receiving. God damn it, Clark, you're so sneaky.
2: Got him so there. I do, forget,
1: I do forget that this is a this is a revenge game for Dion Lewis. He played for the Eagles. Let's not forget. Never forget.
0: Dion Lewis on the Eagles. One of the best quotes uh, that I saw on Twitter, and I just assume is true. What do you remember about playing in Philadelphia? I remember not playing.
1: Oh, my God. He just burned all of Philadelphia down with that. That was beautiful.
0: Uh, All right. My last
1: beer bet. This is I told I was talking to Clark about this before the podcast. This is the this is the bet that I just kind of I've been I've been letting this marinate for a long time. I think for probably a couple of months and I've I've passed it around to my friends and I've heard what, had to hear what they've had to say. Um I think if the Patriots win Brady retires. Uh my thought process is I think it's really come from two things. One, this whole Tom versus time thing that he's doing on Facebook Watch. It's great to watch. It's fun. Um, But why now? This has never been a thing that Brady's done. Brady's been super secretive about his life and his whole process and his family and all of that stuff. He's been, he's worked very hard to keep them all out of the media and the limelight. And now he's kind of doing, I feel like this is, his like farewell. Like, Hey, here's, you know, here's look at me, be a real person and like a, and a, and a family man. And this is what I'm, this is what the sacrifices that I've made to play football. And, uh, And now I feel like the sacrifices are over. And I think he's also – I think he's seen – he saw what uh, Manning did. Like, don't pretend that those two aren't always going to be compared to each other. He saw Manning retire after winning a Super Bowl, going out on top. And I think he also saw Manning completely shit the bed for a year. And Brady's way too prideful a person to, I think, ever let himself have a season like that. And I think he'd much rather retire on top after playing – one of the best seasons he's ever played statistically and and just kind of from a football standpoint on a super bowl trophy if if that happens and just end the game on top and then finally my final proof and I give I give a, a small hat tip and I shouldn't say small I give a hat tip to uh SB Nation fellow employee of of the site since technically fate teams is a part of the SB Nation uh platform uh Charlotte Wilder who wrote a whole article deep dive after every game. Tom Brady has this TB times where he releases this little like cartoon about how they either won or lost the game. Uh, And in every single one or most everyone, there's always an alligator in the background. And she went on this whole deep dive as to be like, what does this alligator mean? Who could it be? And Brady even has alluded to it saying that you'll find out who the alligator is or what the alligator means at the end of the season. And to me, I think it means see you later alligator. I think I think he's been hinting at his retirement all season
2: long, and I think if they win a Super Bowl, that uh, Brady hangs up the cleats. There you go. I I thought you were going to say you thought the alligator was Bill Belichick. (laughs) (laughs) That's also been a theory that's been pat. There have been a lot of a lot of a lot of attention has been paid to exactly who
1: that alligator is. It's a little surprising. Guys, sometimes an alligator is just an alligator. Sometimes, bro, (laughs) bro. Sometimes an alligator is just an alligator. Um,
2: So there you go. I assume you're all going to take me on that. (laughs) I think because Tom has said that he wants to play until he's like 45 or so. But I definitely think he is starting to think and gear up for a life after football. It would, I mean, why the heck not? Why wouldn't you retire if you win the Super Bowl and go off into the sunset? Go off while your knees are still functioning pretty well, while you're making money off your TB12 stuff. Just throw yourself into that. Um, give your children all the attention they deserve. Give Giselle the des- attention she deserves. And why not like you, Tom, I know you're listening. Just hear me out. Everyone you, listens. You have nothing left to prove. You it's really so don't. You're you really do not have anything left to prove anymore. You c- climbed all the way up the top from being a super late round draft pick out of Michigan who everybody thought was just the worst athletic specimen of all time. <laughs> You've done it. You've, You've done, done it. it. You are You've, you, are physical you succeeded
1: on every measurable level in this sport. You've won. MVP. Except for the fact, except for coming onto this podcast, that would be the capper. When you retire, Brady yes. announce your retirement through the RB one podcast. We challenge you. It's
2: happening. Yeah. But again, I still don't think he retires just yeah. yet. i I really think he has to have like some sort of coming to Jesus moment on the football field where he realizes that he just can't make the throws anymore. Maybe that happens when Fletcher Cox hits him for the 13th time. Oof. <laughs> and
1: he's lying there and Fletcher Cox is on top of him and Cox is like retire. And Brady's like, you know what Cox, you got a good point there.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, I, again, I like it. I think it's bold, uh, but I, I, I don't think it's going to happen. These guys get to these points in their lives because they are hyper competitive and they say all of those stupid things that you print on your like junior high football team t-shirts like, you know, pain's just weakness leaving the body, bro. <laughs> and like you live your entire <laughs> life thinking things like that are true and that you just want it more than everyone else. And so he's not going to leave, I don't think, until he has that Peyton Manning season where he's injured all year, he plays like shit, and he just, everyone sees that it's over. I think we try to retire people too early. He had a good year this year. There's no reason to think he can't have a good year next year, unless he suffers some horrible injury in the Super
2: Bowl. We're going to see Tom Brady playing again next year. So I'll take it. Football yeah. is a game of inches.
1: Uh, Clark, on the on the rankings of things that you hate, which is higher, uh, high school football slogans on t-shirts and posters or commercials?
0: I think commercials because I think the last time I saw a high school uh, football t-shirt slogan was in high school. So that was like 40, 50 years ago at this point. So definitely nationwide commercials because again, (laughs) your insurance company does not care about you.
1: They are not on your side. Uh, One final thing. Call the game. Let's hear it. Clark, who's winning?
0: I think the Pats win 28-24 in another good Super Bowl because the Pats da, always da, 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 play good
2: Super Bowls. Jordan. I think the Patriots win, uh, but like I said before, I, I want it to be a, a high-scoring barn burner, so let's go like 35-27. to 27. Let's just put the score up there. Damn. Uh,
1: I hate, because we talked about superstitions and we talked about jinxes i hate to do the sweep uh because we did that last week for the vikings or in the nfc championship game and that didn't
2: really go over well
1: but i can't pick against the patriots i truly think that they're the better team uh i think it's going to be a tight game i think it's going to be a battle 21 17 uh patriots win
0: excellent well so, run out there and put your money on the Eagles, folks, because uh, <laughs> it's happening.
1: We all but assured it. God damn it. If that happens, I'm going to never show up on this podcast again. Um, Jordan, what is happening Sunday in the evening? The Super Bowl. Da, 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 da. One last time, for old time's sake. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at RB1 Podcast. Follow myself at Pete M. Rogers. Follow Clark at NFL Clark. Follow Jordan at jordan underscore smith 27 um enjoy the super bowl everyone enjoy all that this glorious sport has to offer enjoy the final game that you will see tom brady play because it's happening Good, peace
0: Super Bowl! <laughs>